It's those lazy, hazy days of summer, especially up in the Northeast where it's been a little smoky lately. I hope the air is clearing up out there. We are Odyssey's favorite, we assume, podcast, Name That News, where we break down the news of the week. We have gone through it all for you so you don't have to. And we have picked out our favorite clips from the week that was and taken them wildly out of context, as we do here on the show. I am Mark Menard, my co-host is Zach Clark, and we are going to play these clips for you and give you a chance to guess what they're talking about. Zach, how are you this week? Mark, I didn't even notice the smoke. I live in a haze anyway, so it just felt like a <laughs> like a normal thing. And, you know, by the way, I thought Odyssey's favorite podcast was It's Generational with Lauren Barry. I thought we already decided that, that was probably the case. It's probably between that and Who Killed Strawberry. But in our own minds, obviously, it's named that news. I believe you are leading us off this week. You got it, Mark. I will start us off. We're going to go to our friends at KRLD in Dallas. Take a listen. Now an update on that ransomware attack against the city of Dallas. The city is now offering free to all city workers as work continues to bring city services back online. Alrighty, Mark. What is the city of Dallas offering employees? Is it A, the ever popular thoughts and prayers? Is it B, credit monitoring software? Or is it C, 50 bucks in gift cards? And a pizza party, the employee special. So we have three answers here of varying degrees of realisticness in my mind. Look, we know that government officials are quick with the thoughts and prayers. They cost nothing. I don't even know that they make people feel good at this point, but they offer them up all the same. We also see the 50 bucks in gift cards and a pizza party. You are right. That is the office special. And credit monitoring software, I think that's a little bit over the top for what they would probably give the rank-and-file employees. That's a little bit much on the budget. So I'm going to say, I think it's more than thoughts and prayers. I think that it was the 50 bucks in gift cards and a pizza party, because that seems to be about how much that corporations generally care about their employees. Yeah, I'm in my late 30s. The amount of pizza parties I've had is innumerable, Mark, but it was B, credit monitoring software. So basically, the city of Dallas says, if you've been hacked, here's this credit monitoring software, and hopefully it will pick up on anything that may happen. Now, what they didn't say was, uh, if somebody steals your money, we'll give it back to you. I didn't hear that part. So I, I don't know. Just the monitoring. <laughs> yes, there's, there's no reimbursement clause here, but we'll let you at least know that it was taken. <laughs> as if you wouldn't find that out already when you try to use your card and it's declined so now we're going to go a little bit north of that we're going to head to the windy city wbbm in chicago some technological advancements the rapidly expanding technology of artificial intelligence could serve as a booster for for starters he says it cuts down on weight so what industry is getting a boost from artificial intelligence is it weight loss and fitness is it Food delivery, maybe weight is weight times and not weight in pounds. Or is it space travel? Interesting. I mean, look, I think we've come to a point where the AI revolution has kind of come to a head. I'm not saying it's done growing. I think that's the furthest thing from it. But, like, everybody is now aware of at least some of the capabilities. And we're learning of new ones every day. So these three are they're interesting. Look, I think AI would be great for weight loss and fitness. It could write workouts. It could write diet plans. Food delivery. I don't know. Could it write you a better map? I'm not sure. And space travel, we're not going to let AI fly the plane, are we? Like, I mm, mm, I don't like the way that sounds. I'm going with A, weight loss and fitness. Well, unfortunately, that is not the right answer. 
The right answer is space travel. They're talking about cutting down on the weight that would go on ships and making them lighter and making it easier for space tourism, for you or I to go to space with our lack of training and obviously our not-so-ready bodies for fitness and space travel. What the hell? This sounds like a terrible idea. I hate this story. Are you kidding me? What are we gonna are we gonna replace the pilot or the co-pilot? What are we getting rid of that we're replacing AI with? And it sounds like it's a human, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> well, look, they're still developing the technology. We'll just have to wait and see how this all plays out. But I can tell you that I think it's gonna be a very long time before I decide to get on a spaceship. Yeah, I was going to say, if we're talking about weight, and mine might be permanent. Now, Mark, <laughs> let's move across Lake Michigan. We're coming here to Detroit. This comes from the Daily J podcast, Shameless Self-Promotion. Take a listen. For two straight days, the beach at Belle Isle was closed due to high levels of in the water. We don't know where the source of the is coming from at this point. Alrighty, Mark, why were the Belle Isle beaches closed? For context, Belle Isle is an island in the Detroit River. Was it A, high levels of E. coli found in said river? Was it B, too many flash mobs on the beaches? We know that's a real problem. We've proven this. Or C, is it dirty air conditions during those Canadian wildfires? We have discussed extensively on a previous episode the comeback of flash mobs which surprised me big time. I, I thought that that was a relic of the early 2000s internet culture, but apparently it's on, it's on the rise again. I don't think that's what this is. I think that the Canadian wildfires are an issue and the air is a little bit hard to breathe in many of the northernmost places of this country, but I'm actually gonna go with E. coli, just because there's all kinds of things in dirty river and lake water that we don't know is there and and it's a breeding ground for all kinds of things. I think it's going to be the E. coli. Yes, Mark, unfortunately, you are correct. I was trying to throw you off with Canada because on the other side of the Detroit River is indeed Canada. So I thought maybe I'd be able to get you to bite on that one. But yeah, you know, here's the thing. Uh, e. coli in the water is caused by animals, you know, using it as a toilet. But the scientists in Detroit can't figure out why that's happening because the Detroit River is not stagnant. It's a moving river. So scientists are very confused, and the rest of us here are just grossed out. As you should be. I can tell you that down here in New Orleans, there are lakes and the Mississippi River, and they don't want you to swim in any of those. So yeah, I can totally see where that's a problem in other places as well. So now let's head back to Dallas and KRLD with a phenomenon in the negative, something that people are doing less of. Have a listen. A lot is changing. In fact, two-thirds of Americans say they have a negative view about A lot of people are less often. So what are people doing less often? Is it A, communicating through text messages, texting? Is it B, tipping their servers at restaurants? Or is it C, engaging in the bedroom sexy times? Mark, there's been a lot of talk about the bedroom sexy times and how the younger generation, Gen Z, is doing that less. But I'm not sure this is what we're talking about here. The text message thing, I feel like the odds of that actually becoming less is so slim just because it'd be like, do we go back to the standard phone call? I can't think of many millennials that are down for that. Here's the thing with tipping at restaurants. I think of myself as a good tipper. 
but I wonder if people are being exhausted by the amount of other places they're being asked to tip these days. It seems almost everywhere is going to flip around a screen on you and ask you 10, 15, or 25%. So, Mark, I'm going with B, tipping servers at restaurants. The strategically placed bleeps. I felt like I had to put the bedroom sexy times in there as a possible answer <laughs> because look, I had a lot of fun making that clip, but you are correct. It is tipping. And a big thrust of this is that people are saying that these businesses should just pay their employees better where they don't have to live off of tips. Uh, that is a big complaint right now about the restaurant industry as a whole is that we have normalized this idea that, their employees need to have their paychecks supplemented by the people they are serving and they can get paid so much less by their actual employer. That's not the way it is in other parts of the world. That's why you hear this thing about Europeans come here and they don't understand tipping because in Europe, servers are paid normal rates of pay and not forced to rely on the generosity of others. So we could see a movement growing here in this country where tipping eventually becomes more of an altruistic bonus and not something that is required yeah tipping culture is definitely an american thing and you know there's been a lot of talk about in places like here in michigan the fight for 15 and that applying to everybody including restaurant workers supplanting the tips so yeah that one doesn't surprise me as much an interesting story so now we come to the part of the show where we make you exercise a little bit of patience it's called the cliffhanger question of the week and here's how it works it's a question just like all the other questions but we don't give you the answer just yet. We let you mull on it. We let you think about it for an entire week until we return triumphantly to give you the correct answer a week later. So first, we're going to give you last week's cliffhanger question of the week. We have to get rid of last week's business before we file the new business. That's how these meetings work. Zach, you had the cliffhanger question of the week last week. Why don't you remind everybody what we talked about? Yeah, we're all about doing business, including doing it in the Detroit River, apparently. Sorry, I couldn't resist. Uh, Mark, this one comes to us from WBEN in Buffalo. This is from last week. Take a listen. Are being recommended for all new vehicles by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Alrighty, Mark, what is the NHTSA recommending to be installed in all new vehicles? Was it A, a podcasting studio because you love podcasts so much? Shout out to Pimp My Ride. Is it B, a microphone to make it easier to yell slash communicate with other drivers? Or C, boring anti-lock brakes? I appreciated A being one of the answers last week because it gave us the opportunity to reminisce about that amazing television program, Pimp My Ride. X to the Z exhibit. Exhibit was doing God's work truly amazing. by adding photo studios and recording studios into people's <laughs> cars when they just wanted something that would get them to and from work. I don't <laughs> think it's that one. I'm going to go ahead and toss that one over my shoulder. So now we're down to the microphone and the anti-lock brakes. I don't know that the NHTSA is generally that exciting with the things they require. So I'm going to go ahead and say anti-lock brakes. Yeah, Mark, you're correct. You know, I thought the microphone would be fun. Like, I thought that was exciting. And right, there was no way I'm going to do something about installing things in cars that's not going to have a Pimp My Ride reference. Those of a certain age will understand. But yes, it is anti-lock brakes. And I guess that's one of those things, Mark, where I just thought, I said, wait, they don't? It's not already a thing? I guess I thought it was. It's not. I feel like any car you buy nowadays that's made past, like, 
2000 is probably going to have anti-lock brakes in it already, but maybe there's a law to try to get people to upgrade those beaters that are still driving around. So that brings us to this week's cliffhanger question of the week. It's about a hot ticket in your neck of the woods in Detroit. It's a clip from WWJ, and it might be a familiar voice. So have a listen. The secondary ticket market is on fire. Folks are asking above 10 grand for a single ticket. So look, you might have recognized the voice on that clip. It's not mine. But it is somebody involved in this show. Um, yeah, so the reasoning by me making this the cliffhanger question of the week is that I'm hoping that by next week you'll actually forget the answer to this since you did the report yourself. And and I know you have a lot on your mind, a lot on your plate. It could be that, that this completely goes away in the next week or so. So when you have to answer it next week, maybe you won't remember what the answer is. But let's go ahead and give people the answers that they can think about for the next week. What is the hottest ticket in Motown is it A, the Blink-182 reunion tour? Is it B, the Taylor Swift Eras tour? Or is it C, people lining up to buy tickets for a potential Detroit Lions NFC Championship game after the upcoming NFL season? So those are your answers to think about. There's a conversation we have often in Detroit, Mark, about what it would look like if the Lions won the Super Bowl, you know, I've been to Red Wings, Stanley Cup parades. I've been to Pistons championship parades. I just missed uh, the Detroit Tigers winning the World Series in 84. I, I was there for uh, 2006, 2012. But the line, the frenzy, the, I can't imagine what C would look. Well, I can't imagine. I do it all the time. We've never seen what C might look like. That's why I love thinking about that. But look, if we're talking about summer concerts in, in Motown and one of the most respected music cities in the world, either one of those A and B would be uh, almost impossible to get right now. People can't see us, but I'm sitting here on our little Zoom chat where we record this, wearing my New Orleans Saints visor. I was definitely here when the Saints won the Super Bowl. And I can tell you, it's a big deal for downtrodden cities that haven't had a ton of sports success. It'll be quite the jubilant celebration if you guys can manage to one day pull that off in the distant future, I'm sure. So that's how we do things here at Name That News. We hope you had a good time. What am I saying? We know you had a good time because we had a good time. Why wouldn't anybody else? Special thanks to Brian Fisher, who helps put the show together. And special thanks, as always, to you for joining us. If you like what you heard, then please pound that subscribe button, bookmark us on your browser, set a reminder on your calendar, because we're here every single week with another fresh, new, not smoky episode of Name That News. <laughs> <laughs>